convict us, challenge us, guide us, encourage us to return to you, to come closer to you, and to know your presence in powerful ways as we journey with you tonight and through this Lenten season. May we soak in your spirit and your presence this evening. And the people of God said together, Amen. Tonight begins a new journey. We mark a new beginning, literally. We step intentionally into what is broken and torn inside of us. A space in which we learn to be vulnerable again so that we may journey into the very heart of God. We slow our pace during these 40 days because the landscape of Lent takes us through the wilderness of our own hearts and souls. We must walk carefully. We must think deeply. We must listen with our ears and talk less with our mouths. We must be willing to lay bare all that is hidden or buried or forgotten. We are pilgrims in this land, looking to God for guidance in unfamiliar terrain. This is a journey that every Christian must take. We start in ashes and end at Easter in a garden, teeming with new life, an impossible possibility. Lent disrupts the conventional wisdom of the world that says we begin in life and we end in death. The ashes that we will wear on this day are a reminder that death is only the beginning. It is on this day that we as Christians declare to the world our intention to die to all those things that keep us entombed, that Christ came to free us from. Pride, materialism, self-doubt, fear, isolation, cynicism, and every single other barrier that prevents us from living a wholehearted existence with God. It might seem strange to us to wear ashes as a sign of new life. But ask any gardener and they will tell you that under the right conditions, ashes make great fertilizer. So we take the ashes from last year's palm procession, which we've long since forgotten that we even did, and we declare to the world our intent to cultivate a new life, grounding ourselves in dust and ash with the words, Remember that you are dust, and to dust you shall return. This day is our yearly reminder that we are mortal, And that each moment is precious. These ashes challenge us to be fully human. Though our Lent journey begins in ashes, we must remember that it doesn't end there. We must take this season to return to the heart of the Holy One who formed us from the dust. And being fully human, however, is just so difficult. Life is hard. It comes with unwelcome diagnosis. 
seemingly unsurmountable challenges, impossible decisions, injustice and grief and pain and loss. Is it any wonder then that we guard our hearts so well from the haunts and the hopes of our human existence? We who wear these ashes that mark our mortality, and yet we are on a journey of life. We face situations that break our hearts daily, and yet we declare those hearts belong to God. We admit that we have strayed from the paths of righteousness, and yet we profess our repentance to turn back, to turn around toward the good. The prophet Joel calls out across the millennial, Even now, says the Lord, return to me with all your heart, with fasting, with weeping, and with mourning. Rend your hearts and not your clothing. Rend your hearts. Break them open. Those walls you've built around your hearts to keep them safe and comfortable, shut me out, God says. Those walls block everything that makes you so delightfully and uniquely human the way I created you. Remember that you are fearfully and wonderfully made, God says to us. Return to the Lord your God, for He is gracious and merciful, slow to anger, and abounding in steadfast love. Turn around. Come closer. Come home, says God to each one of us. The prophet Joel declared these words to God's people who were experiencing extreme hardship. A plague of locusts had obliterated the crops of the land. People and animals were starving. There was no grain, wine, or oil to offer sacrifice to God. The land itself was parched and thirsty. And Joel's prophecy is a rare thing in the Bible because Joel places responsibility for this calamity neither on the people nor on God. Joel simply describes the barren reality. And he names the harsh reality thoroughly. Then he places this reality side by side with the compassionate call to return to God. Joel is aware that it's difficult disastrous, that there are challenging things that happen in life. He also reminds us that often it's not so helpful to try to assign blame to the things that happen to us in life. Whether blaming ourselves or others or God. Through Joel, in the midst of great suffering, God calls people to return. To return to me with all your heart. Everyone, Joel reminds us, is called to return to the Lord with all their heart, with all that they have to offer. We cannot leave any heart behind, not the aged ones, not the childlike ones, not the hardened ones, not the broken ones, not the empty ones, not the full ones. Every heart matters to God. Amen? And all are called to return to the Lord, to renew their faith, their trust, their dependence upon a reliable God through visible acts of devotion, Joel continues to say. Visible acts of devotion. This is the classic spiritual disciplines of the season of Lent, which begins in Ash Wednesday. 
It's confessing our brokenness. It's weeping. It's mourning. It's seeking to renew our experience and to trust in God. It's slow to anger. It's ever gracious and merciful. It's abounding in steadfast love. Through spiritual disciplines, through devotional acts, through gathering together in small groups, it's the best time in the world to be a part of a small group, to start that experience, to take that plunge, to try it out, to let the walls down long enough to let somebody come closer to you so you can share life together. Everyone needs to be in a group, and there is a group for everyone. You just have to be able to find it and take the chance. To grow in our discipleship, we find ourselves renewed in our experience of the breathtaking and the liberating and the energizing love of God. This is the call of Lent. When things seem hopeless, when there is fear and trembling in the land and a day of great darkness descends and armies are encamped just outside the gates of our well-guarded hearts, that is when the call to return to God becomes the most urgent and necessary. To hear and to respond to that call, it takes all of us. You see, Lent is not a solitary journey but one that must be taken together as community. And as we journey together throughout this Lent, focused around returning to the heart of God, each week we'll take that journey together, whether it's here in this place or gathering with us online, that we might take each step. I see each Sunday like a trail of breadcrumbs, that leads all of us to wholehearted resurrection lives on Easter. We have to journey together before we get to Easter. And to be fed and nourished this way, we can endure the wilderness together. Because each week, God will speak to us and bring us in closer and closer. And yet we anticipate in the middle of this wilderness that we will get to the garden of life to Easter and resurrection. And we wear the fertilizer that starts it all from the palms and the branches and the hosannas that we've long since forgotten that we did on that Palm Sunday the week before Easter. We return to God who will not leave us wandering and directionless. And each Sunday there will be a signpost that marks another step towards home. Another step towards what life is really all about. Toward the rising that takes place once we are brave enough to tear our hearts apart. That's what the word rend means, to tear. And open them fully to God. There's an old gospel song that gives me a vision of God sitting on a porch in a rocking chair, just waiting for us. Wayward children who are trying to make our way home through blessing and breadcrumbs and scripture and ash. The heart of God is calling you, come home, come home. You who are weary, come home. Calling, O sinner, come home. 
God is calling us to come home. I found this quote, Let today be the day you give up who you've been for who you can become. Today is the day you give up who you've been for who you can become. It's time to return with all our heart to God. If your life's not where you want it to be, return to God. God knows much better than us how our life is supposed to be and should be. This is the journey that we're on. To give God all of our heart, not just part of it, but all of it. So I want to encourage you to to think about that as we sing, Lord, I want to be a Christian. Because it's not something we've achieved. It's a great song because it really speaks to the fact is, is that by the, when we say those words, Lord, I want to be a Christian, by the very time we're saying it, we're also saying, Lord, I am not a Christian. I do not act the way you want me to. I do not treat people the way you taught me. So as we sing these words, I want you to really think about what they mean to you and what part of them really speaks to you the most. So think about these words as we gather in this place. But before we sing them, I want you to understand what God does with our sins and how this works. This has become a tradition of our congregation over the years. All of these things, look how many things are on here. Each one nailed to a nail. Because, you know, every time that we don't follow Jesus, every time that we don't listen to his word, then it's just like we're putting the nails into him once again. And he says to us, like he says to the people who are watching from down below on the cross, he says, Father, forgive them. They don't know what they're doing. That wasn't just the Jewish leaders. It could be said to each one of us and part of each one of us. So the amazing thing is, is that when you think about it, These things all look like they're insurmountable. There's so much up here. Representing each one of our things. Maybe maybe more than one thing we want to work on the most. But the amazing thing is that, is that God has the power to erase all those sins before you even know it. They're gone. The things that you hold so dear and so hard and you you keep in your heart and you feel like they're the weight that keep you from doing anything else in the world, they're gone. And we look at that and we go, wow, that's amazing. Human beings created that. It's flash paper. If human beings can create something like that, don't you feel that an all-eternal, all-knowing, all-seeing God can help you deal with the things that you're dealing with? Return to me, God.
God says. With all your heart. And I will lead you. I will guide you. I will teach you. I will show you my ways. My ways are better than your ways. So let us stand and sing. Lord, I want to be a Christian. And really think about these words as we're singing them. African-American spiritual written by people who were oppressed who continue to struggle with oppression speaking to their oppressors and themselves and we take their lean with these words and speak them to our hearts so I invite you to join with the imposition of ashes that you find in your bulletin as we bring all of these things together in our confession this evening. We invite you to begin our journey to Easter with the sign of ashes. This ancient sign speaks of the frailty and uncertainty of human life. It calls us to heartfelt repentance, urges us to place our hope in God alone, and identifies our commitment to the journey. Let us pray. Almighty God, You have created us out of the dust of the earth. May these ashes be for us a sign of our mortality and penitence and a reminder that only by your gracious gift are we given everlasting life. 
Through Jesus Christ our Savior. Amen. And so in a minute as we begin to sing beautiful things and the shepherd trebles make their way forward to be able to lead us as well as those from the praise team who will be uh, playing as well, then I would invite all of us to gather together and at the end to make sure that everybody from the praise team comes down to receive ashes as well. But all of you who desire to take this journey into Lent are invited to come forward in a minute. And we'll place the ashes in your forehead in the sign of a cross. Reminder that from dust you were made and to dust you shall return. And so as we do this this evening, then we can use all of the rail even though we're in these two sections. So if you'll just keep coming until you fill up all the rail all the way down, then I'll be coming by and you'll kneel and I will bake the sign of the cross with ash upon your forehead as we gather in this place. The same with this side. If you'll gather all the way down, then I'll start over here and work that way. Wait until I get to the end, and then I'll dismiss you all together as a group. Everyone understand? Say yes. Thank you. I invite you to come and to fill these rails in both directions, all four, all the way through.
life. You are free. You are a beautiful creation of God. Go forth. Live your life. God loves you more than anything else in the world. Arise and go in peace. Amen. shall return. We are born in the heart of God forever. God will receive us in the new life of the resurrection. Easter is ahead of us. Life will just be beginning then. Arise, go in peace. Live an Easter life.
go forth into the world. Arise. Amen. God can make something beautiful out of us, out of the dust. Breathe life into us. Each one of us is unique, different, loved. We all matter. Leave this place knowing that God will guide your steps. God wants to hear from you. That God wants to have a relationship with you. That God wants you to return to God's heart. Put that first and foremost in your life 
can never go wrong. Turn to your Creator. Always. Arise. Go in peace. Remember from dust you came and to dust you shall return, but thanks be to God for the victory. Remember from dust you came and dust you shall return, but thanks be to God for the victory. Remember from dust you came and dust you shall return, but thanks be to God for the victory. Remember from dust you came and dust you shall return, but thanks be to God for the victory. Remember from dust you came and dust you shall return, but thanks be to God for the victory. Remember from dust you came and dust you shall return, but thanks be to God for the victory. Remember from dust you came and dust you shall return, but thanks be to God for the victory. Remember from dust you came and dust you shall return, but thanks be to God for the victory. Remember from dust you came and dust you shall return, but thanks be to God for the victory. Dust you came and dust you shall return. But thanks be to God for the victory. Amen. Arise and go in peace, knowing the love of a Savior who would give his life for each one of us. Was there anybody who needed to have ashes brought out to them? I didn't see anybody. I wanted to make sure that no one was left out. We'll get Davis at the end. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Gracious God, may these ashes be a symbol for us, a reminder of us. We are finite, you are infinite. Your heart is bigger than ours could ever be. May we know when we leave with these ashes on our forehead that we're saying to the world that we are a follower of you. We want to be a deeper follower of you. May whatever it was that was on our hearts and written in our hearts on these pieces of paper that were burned up in these moments, may they be the things we focus on during this 40 days to return closer to you. May you hear our prayer. May you help us to work together as a community to join together in prayer and fasting, scripture reading and devotional, service and witness to the world. Pour into us now the courage, the determination to take on or give up whatever it is that needs to happen the most in our life. In Jesus Christ's name, I plead this for all of us. I beg for your presence and the power of your Holy Spirit to be upon us. And the people of God said together, Amen. And we stand together for our benediction as we gather and prepare to leave this place.
May those around find in you a generous friend. A friend who understands that you are forgiven. And so you forgive others more. That you want to bless other people more in your life. That you want to be a Christian. That you want to be more holy. That you want to live more like Jesus in everything that you say. In everything that you do. And less like yourself in the things that you want every day. May that be our prayer this evening as we leave this place. May the ash on our foreheads remind us that we have a short journey, but we have the ability to change so many lives, even in that short journey, if we return to God with all our heart. Amen. Join with me in Jesus, remember me. Jesus, remember me when you come into your kingdom. Jesus, remember me when you come into your kingdom. Again, Jesus, remember me when you come into your kingdom. Jesus, remember me when you come into your kingdom again. Jesus, remember me when you come into your kingdom. Jesus, remember me when you come into your kingdom. Go in peace, my friends. Amen.